0: hey everybody and welcome to indie oh my cult God. what you always get scared <laughs> and you're not even here and you're not even here <laughs> let me just get through this intro <laughs> Hey, everybody, and welcome to Indie Cult, the podcast where we discuss the struggles and learning experiences of independent artists and creative minds. Holy shit. I think that's the first time I got through that without a hitch.
1: That's fantastic, I stutter, bro. I didn't stutter. I didn't stammer. A, I'm about to give you a standing ovation, bro. That was fantastic. Can you do I mean, it again? If this, <laughs>
0: isn't, if this isn't progress, I don't know what is. You know what? You're that you guy. Better.
2: You're that guy, bro. You keep pushing the envelope. Better with every podcast.
0: I am George, and today I am joined by... John Salt. And Evan. Remotely via satellite, because we are quarantined due to um, a little uh, pandemic known as the COVID-19, or aka coronavirus.
1: The Rona. Mm. Yeah, it's it's unfathomable that this was going to resort to this, but... We wanna stay true. We wanna stay consistent. You know, it's uh honestly it's really great having uh Ev on the show today too. So uh it's gonna be a lot of fun.
2: I'm happy to be here. This is our first three way, guys. Oh. Oh <laughs> can we can we that cut, what it is?
1: Can we cut that out in post <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because I didn't think that I was gonna be in a three-way with two other dudes on a... What day is it? I don't even know what day it is. What is it? It's Tuesday, Do so you all just right?
0: mend it together?
1: Yeah, it's kind of like... I was, Actually, I was texting Eva about it the other day, and he's like, yo, man, I've been losing track of time. And I was like, yo, believe me, <laughs> I don't know what day it is, the time. Well, I could look at the clock, and it says like 6.15, but I don't know if it's a.m. or p.m. Let's just put it like that.
0: I think you could figure that out by looking out the window now.
1: Uh, my, my room, especially like the room that I, I do most of my dwelling in, like where I have the studio, like where we're doing the, the podcast right now, my entertainment system and everything is, uh, the, the windows are blacked out. There's not nothing comes in. Hmm. It's kind of like a cave. You guys have been here before. You guys saw there's there's the, the curtains are all with blackout, uh, curtains, like casino curtains.
2: Hmm. I think it's, uh. It's already night when we're there usually.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. No, no, when when you guys came to shoot uh what's it called? Uh when we shot seeker here. Mhm. The first film that you guys uh endeavored on that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and we also uh we also came by one day to do a um a rehearsal at your house. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yes. And yes. that that was during the day also.
3: Oh, yeah. It was.
1: You know what's crazy? Like I remember that day when when you guys filled up the van with stuff, and like I remember you you popped the the door on the on the back of it, and I was like, "Yo, like that's a lot of equipment." You know what's uh, an interesting
0: uh, <laughs> little uh, anecdote about that moment? I don't know if uh, you guys remember, but I think this illustrates just our uh, how we interact with each other. Okay. So. When uh, when Evan and I rolled up to to shoot a scene of of Seeker at your house, our first short film, we rolled up with this van that was packed to the brim with equipment, like you like you mentioned. And I came in to, to knock on the door and tell you to come out and come help unload. And as soon as you came out, we opened the van, and you're you know you're remarking on on uh, on all the stuff that's in there. And then I uh, I just kind of casually said all right, guys, uh, we got to hurry up because I got to leave in an hour. And then Evan just goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you just looked at me with this shocked look, like how the fuck are we going to do this in one hour? What are you talking about? (laughs) But it just goes to show how we like spew like nonsense and the other, everyone else just goes along with it. Nobody asks
1: questions. Everyone's just like, yeah, yeah. how gullible I am. How gullible I am.
0: (laughs) Meanwhile, that... That quote unquote one hour turned into what eleven hours?
1: Yeah, it was Within about. A t- hours? I, th- I thought it was twelve hours. To be honest, I mean, okay,
0: okay, I'll give it to you. It was twelve hours. It was I'm twelve sorry. hours,
1: and not for nothing. Uh, I remember that at one point Evan was uh, rigging up one of the lights, and he put the the housing like maybe 25, twenty five, twenty twenty five feet in the air. And, you know, he was walking past it, and he was checking, like, uh, the light reading or, like, checking the the outlet. And he just tripped over the wire, and that thing came crashing down. And for, like, a split second, like, oh, my God, we just lost the cinematographer. (laughs) (laughs) And all that happened was the the bulb just uh, shattered, right?
2: Yeah. I thought it was far
1: from that light. No, 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 no! You were pretty close because when it came down, like it maybe it was like five or maybe eight feet away from you at most. Because you were ru- you were really like running by it, you were trying to get around somewhere quick, and it was it was very dark. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I do remember it being very dark that night, and uh, my lamppost on the block wasn't repaired, so it was very dark the block. Mm. So unless you had the light going on the house, the light shining on the house. You aren't getting anything. Which, by the way, guys, if you came now, if we were like, let's say we were gonna shoot Seeker today, you guys would not probably be able to. There is a lamppost on this uh, on my street now that is retarded bright.
2: Not enough light. Street lights are not enough light. So I guess
1: that re- that that
0: remake of Seeker is off the table.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, one can only hope. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I mean, uh, another side effect of, of, of the lamp crashing down is the the barn doors are also got bent. We still have those barn doors, right, Ev? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're still usable. They're just very bent. And if anyone doesn't know what, what we mean by barn doors is in front of lights, there's these metal, I guess it's what it sounds like. They seem like little doors that you use to help focus
2: and direct the light.
1: You right. can, like, concentrate the light in one area, uh, particularly.
2: Uh, the barn doors are used mainly to flag the light so it doesn't spill everywhere, right? Uh, you, get to, you get to choose what it doesn't hit, although they only help so much and they get uh, very hot. Very S- fast. Super hot. Yeah, you need gloves in
0: order to uh, move them once you turn the lights on. Like, if you want to adjust them, close them, uh, or open them.
1: Mm-hmm. Well well actually, uh there was one scene that we were shooting in my house too, um, where we were using the little jellies, which are like these little tinted sheets of uh I guess like mylar plastic or something like that. What would you guys say it's made out of? What kind of material? They're gels. Yeah. So they're just they're just like different colors and Costa was holding one of the gels over these lights and just to give you an idea of like how hot and like how legit these lights are at one point where uh, George is like, he yells cut and he's like, yo, like what the fuck is that? And then we look around and literally the plastic started to melt and catch fire from how so, hot it was. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened was, um, the, the,
0: we, this was a nighttime scene. So we had blue gels over the lights <clears throat> And um, because blue is typically faked for nighttime, f- people kind of associate blue as with night. So we had these gels in front of the lights to, to fake nighttime or to create the nighttime light. And uh, Costa, who was helping out on the, sh- on the shoot, he was holding it at a little bit of a distance in front of the light because just to get the right balance of blue, we didn't want to put it over the light exactly. So he was holding it in front. And Evan is in the room with the camera and John is in there because he's the actor. And all of a sudden, the light just kind of goes. It's not blue anymore. All of a sudden, we've just got a regular like yellow light. (laughs) So, you know, I yell cut and then we're like, what the fuck happened? And then, and then (laughs) Gusta kind of just holds up the gel. It's got this massive hole in it. And I was like, what the hell happened? He's like, well, I didn't know if I should. He says, I didn't know if I should say
1: something, but it caught on fire. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, we have to work on our insurance policy when it comes down to, to shooting because I want to lose a crew member. I don't want to lose some property. I want to lose some jellies. You got to get that signature.
4: <laughs> you got to get it written down.
2: A, a word <laughs> to those first working with gels is uh, don't stack them. When you have uh, two pieces of, of gel on top of each other, the heat gets trapped in the middle and they catch on fire. Mm. That's what happened. Needless to say, everything we've discussed so far happened on our first night ever shooting our first film. All of that.
0: Yeah, it was good. Yeah. And also, also, I think the story makes it sound worse than it was. It's not like it literally went up into flames. It's just kind of the, the plastic or whatever that material is burned away because the light was very hot. So it, it ended up with a hole. It didn't actually burst into flame or anything like that.
1: So um a fun fact too, uh, about that first day. So we had a murder scene in one of my bedrooms. Um and we used fake blood and uh the actor was laying on the bed and she was, you know, just laying there playing the scene and when everything was said and done, Scoof like balled up all the sheets and was like, you know, you want me to throw these out and I was like no, you could just leave them here. I still I yeah, I wash them, obviously.
3: <laughs> I wash I, I wash so. them
1: and I still have the bed sheets. They're very nice, very comfortable. I really approve. Do they have stains on them still? Uh no no no. It came off quite easily. It's not like, you know, the other fake blood that you guys have used. It came off very easily actually in the wash. Yeah. <laughs> You know what's,
3: what's
0: really interesting, and I think it's also a, a nice little anecdote for, for just the filmmaking process. Like you said, we were there for 11 to 12 hours. and everything and a half. we sh- Yeah, okay. Let's call it 11 and a half. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we were
0: there for 11 and a half hours. And I think approximately all that that we shot within those 11 and a half hours was probably, probably ended up being 30 seconds. In the final, in the final product, in the sh- in the short,
2: some of yeah. the uh, best thirty Maybe seconds less. of the film.
0: <laughs> yes, it's it was the opening of the film. This dream sequence where the film opens. It might not have even been thirty seconds. It might have been less.
1: I mean, hey, honestly, I feel like my my girlfriend kind of feels the same way about me. You know, my sex life.
2: <laughs> thirty seconds. You know what? Maybe you're not up for this three-way. <laughs> Talk about gone in sixty.
1: <laughs> and everyone's not listening anymore. <laughs> this is getting weird. I know this was like Fifty Shades of Grey radio. I'm <laughs> not straight off topic, but regardless, uh, if, if regardless. If, if and when, you know, this thing takes off, uh, I just wanted to let you guys know, I also have from the shoot, the very first sign in sheet for the crew for that day. It's in my desk. You guys remember that on a clipboard? Yeah, I remember. I still have it. I got the initial the initial cruise, uh work. Uh, I have their signatures on that piece of paper.
0: You plan to sell that on eBay at some day someday?
1: I uh, if yeah, I mean pretty sure the signatures are gonna be worth a pretty penny. So, you know, fuck it.
2: I'm surprised we had signature pages on our uh <laughs> first uh first day of shooting ever.
1: Yeah, I mean we had a who was doing the slate that day? That's that's a very important job. I think it was Costa, right?
0: Yeah, uh, I think he was.
2: The, fir- the, the very first day, yeah, he was slate? We had a slate?
3: Yeah, we had yeah, a slate. Yeah, we did.
2: Hmm.
0: Well, we used it more so, less for the, the marker sound, but more so to identify the scenes.
2: Hmm. Okay.
0: So, uh, also, just a little context for anybody listening that might not be familiar, what a slate or a marker is, is that clapboard that you see um, using, if you see behind the scenes footage of movies, it's this... Uh, rectangular board that you clap on and you write the, the scene and the director and the some technical information on it. And it's used to usually to uh, identify what is being shot, which scene is being shot and which take, and also used to sync up the audio, which is always recorded separately from the video that's being recorded on the camera.
1: Yeah. It's like a cue marker, basically like that loud clap or snapping sound really signifies to whoever's editing or Overlapping the audio with the take that it's it's spot on stuff. So you got to be very very diligent when it comes to those things. You know you you'll always learn that the hard way. And you know what I I feel like the the best crews and the the best people work together are people who do make mistakes together and they learn from them and we move forward and we we try not to you know mimic those those same errors. You know like even just making sure like you're bringing the the right amount of tools. to a, uh, a set especially if like you're not in the studio you know like you're you're shooting out on the go it's very important that you have the right tools so you can access them ready to go when you need them you know like uh trying to run to get a, a screwdriver uh when we were shooting by um we shot uh, a walking scene for seeker uh, and i remember ev couldn't get this one little screw to like get onto the bottom of the camera so that we could set it up for, I think it was like a, a dolly shot or something like that. I think we did have a dolly shot, right? Like yeah, it was did. like rolling yeah. and it was rolling. So, so the dolly's basically like it's wheels. So the camera, like when it's rolling, you know, it's capturing whatever it is, it's rolling very smoothly, you know, side to side. So I remember like there was a screw that we just couldn't get onto the mount and I've had to run back home and run back <laughs> to the site <laughs> so that we could, you know, get this thing on and get the show on the road. But you know, like I said, it's you, you, you learn you learn by making mistakes together as a family. Uh, another we we actually learned something in relation
0: to to the uh, to the marker as well that I, I just remembered is uh, for like a whole day of shooting, we realized n- the nobody was calling out what scene and take it was that we were filming so it was very hard to uh organize the audio because we had all these files and they were not marked with what scene and what take that was for yeah remember that
2: ev yeah i remember a few scenes uh that was happening i remember having to point that out during one of the recordings i had noticed i was like oh we have to start calling like someone's not calling the take or or the scene number
0: yeah, so that makes it really hard to organize the the audio files later when you when you load them up to the computer.
3: Yeah,
2: makes your life hell. Yep, uh, you go through hell and you learn from it.
0: On a small production like the one the one that the ones that we work on, these very independent, very small productions, it's it's hard. It's it's easy to overlook that stuff. It's easy to because you're like it's not it's not what you're thinking about especially as as a director or a cinematographer or an actor or a writer you're not thinking about those little little details but you should be if you're working with a small to no crew it is your responsibility to keep track of all that stuff so for us it's it's learned the hard way sometimes
1: yeah believe me I remember the caterers that was that was chosen for the, <laughs> the crumbling. <laughs> one of the hardest choices we had to live with, believe me. <laughs> but honestly, that did brighten my day when I would go downstairs and see Hanny holding like four pounds of cold meat in his hands.
2: <laughs> hmm. Crumbling was, uh, for me, just one of the most surreal shoots we had. I mean, it's just it. It's sad that. We haven't like put it out, but you
1: know i want it, I want it to just like do its thing. I I, I I get like we're keeping a lot of people in suspense about it. but you know, I feel like the, the sense of mysticism also does make it make people understand how like tolling this thing was on you know a bunch of us. you know, like it was well. it was a big time investment for us, and I think I think it does show overall, especially like the the amount of people you had at your disposal.
2: Even beyond that, just uh, needing to keep it private until it runs the, the film festival circuit. If it was uh, publicly viewable, uh, a lot of places would not accept it.
0: So just a little, just before we go on, just a little bit of context is The Crumbling is our latest short film that we completed um, not too long ago that is just in the film festival circuit right now. Just context, because you just said The Crumbling. I don't know if anybody knows what we're talking about. <laughs>
1: Hmm. yeah of course um i w do you know do you guys uh which which uh have responded so far and which have you sent it out to and you know like uh obviously like local ones but like also let people know that it's not like you could just send these things out like for free like you gotta also like donate to make sure like your thing gets like put through like it's it's not just like something that you just like could like throw a whim at and throw it somewhere and think like it's gonna be like Put on selection for, for like short film of the year or like whatever the case may be, or best horror short film of the year. Like you got to spend a good dollar to get into these festivals. You know, it's not something when you say
0: when you say donate like that. It sounds like you're saying we have to bribe people. (laughs) It's more of like there there's submission application
1: fees, fees. application fee, yeah, and stuff like that. But it's it is a donation though. They're they're utilizing that to to grow and expand the you know their their festival well, I, I, I don't know if it's a donation
0: it's a charge it's a cost it's like saying you know when i order socks on amazon i'm not donating you know it's, it's, it's a charge buying.
2: i'm donate i'm donating to amazon i don't know i just struggling. like that word donate <laughs> yeah,
1: bezos is really hurting right now
2: <laughs> oh man he's he's he's
1: getting it hard oh man nah he's probably making way more money right now People are home just ordering things. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm scared to order stuff. Like what? In terms of like, like just anything, a, man.
0: Like I don't know what the, you know. I don't know who's handling these boxes, you know, before they
1: get to me. Lysol. Oh, Lysol, Lysol's like,
0: handling the boxes.
1: No, I'm saying like you just. Oh, I you know Lysol. He's cool. No, just wipe, wipe it when <laughs> when you get it. I mean, doesn't that make sense? Like. I mean, I no, I know, like I can't, I it can't, does. like you can't Lysol, like your tomatoes or your banana. I mean, you, you could. Can? Is that
0: why I've been feeling so sick? <laughs> no, but but what you, guys you were are saying about with the me, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously. What is this plant food? <laughs> <laughs> But what you were saying about the film festivals that's that's a good thing to 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 bring up to people that aren't familiar with the process is if you if you want if you have an independent film or an independent whether it's a short film or a, a feature film part of the process is you have to put some money aside in order to submit it to film festivals for it to and it gets reviewed and if the if the judges determine it's it's of the standard of their of their festival, or if it's you know of the best that they've seen, they will accept it to their festival, and then at that point, it would usually get screened and then potentially uh, win any sort of award for whatever categories they have if they do something like that so currently, the crumbling is in that process we've submitted it we're waiting to hear responses and another thing that we learned along the way is that some festivals don't like it if your film is available online.
2: Many and that is why the don't.
0: crumbling is not available online.
2: Some uh, festivals have it as a requirement that it's not publicly viewable.
0: Correct. Some festivals say in their description, before you submit, they say if this is available online, um, it doesn't qualify. It's already disqualified. And, and and some even say that they they require it to be a premiere at their festival for whatever state or city they're in.
2: Something we've learned that's important is to tailor where you submit your festivals. Yeah. That's um, what I'm saying.
1: Like you didn't send it to like a, a a festival that, you know, is heavily influenced with like, let's say comedy or something like that. Like, well, you know, you want to, yeah,
0: that's a mistake that we made with seeker and pokers. I think as well, we were just kind Mm -hmm. of submitting it. We didn't, we didn't, kind of think about it in that way we were just submitting anywhere randomly almost
2: yeah for pokers we just kind of went with the hey let's do all local new york and that's an issue right maybe it wasn't appropriate for some new york film festivals when we should have tailored it to um, the kind of film it is
1: yeah i think that's i think that we should tell people that that that's that's one of the things that you have to look for when you're creating a production to, you know, obviously you want it. You, you want to post it online and you want people to to check it out. But, you know, at the end of the day, when when you really like want to put this on display, like a piece of art, it's very important that it goes through like a rigorous screen through of uh, of you checking it through um, what it could do in the in the film festival circuit. I think it's very important. It adds it adds more. uh I would say inclination for a viewer or your audience to like really watch your stuff, especially if you know they've been keeping up with that film festival. Uh, If they see that type of same accolade, they'll be more inclined to like check out your film.
3: Well,
2: yeah, and and don't submit a a comedy film to a horror film festival just because it's in New York or something.
0: One of the ways that we, um, one of the ways that we kind of determined for the crumbling what was right um, is we started looking at you know, what What past shorts did they accept, did screen there? And we started watching them online, if we could find them, or a trailer and say, okay, does this match up at all with our short film, The Crumbling? Is it similar? Is it a similar style? Is it a similar genre? If we mm-hmm. thought that the answer was yes, we would sub- we would consider to submit there. If we thought the answer was no, we'd write it off. We didn't do that with any of our other shorts. And I think that could have been... That could have put us at a disadvantage. Probably did put us at a disadvantage.
2: You want to be uh, about as picky as uh, the festivals you choose, as you are in the films that you choose to make.
1: I think, I think I'm losing you guys. Wait. Okay. You guys were going in and out before. That's why. All right, nice. No, because I think you guys are going in and out before. So I just want to make sure I can get you guys in. And yeah, we're good. Okay. Yeah. And then I hear you guys. You guys are solid now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. These fucking remote sessions, man. You know, like, uh, you the, this technology is definitely a blessing. You know, like, you, I think back, you know, like, I, I, as great as it would be to, like, be back in junior high or, or high school during this, like, whole thing. Like, you know, I'm, I'm a grown-up right now, and, like, I have all this technology, and I have, like, all this ability, and we're just home all the time. And, you know, it's just trying to, like... Basically see how many like books I can read or like, you know, how many good films I can like get my hands on or like good albums I can sit down and listen to like, you know, I'm at my own indulgence. It's it's crazy.
0: There's no shortage of entertainment, that's for sure.
1: It's nuts, no. man. It's crazy. And like dude, like I'm talking like I'm picking up things that I read in college or that I didn't like really concentrate on in college and I'm just like, Wow, like this is fucking great or you know, like just going back and just re watching some of the films that we uh, you know, we've we've all been a part of and even listening to the older tracks we used to make, which by the way, uh I sent Evan a text uh, the other day and I was like, yo, I think it's I think it's very fitting that we re release uh their first licensed production album. It's called The World's Gone Mad. Uh, mm-hmm. Evan did it with uh a friend of ours named uh uh sick nick sick nick uh we miss you nick hope everything's good um that
0: that's sick nick that sounds like uh like an homage to slick rick no
1: yes 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 but uh nick 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 was always a dope ass rapper too like always like and he sounded really crisp uh had a great uh, repertoire of uh mixing and engineering had a great ear for it um but nonetheless uh the The first album is called The World's Gone Mad, and they did phenomenal work on it. Like, it's very organic, uh, very simple. You know, like, back in the day, this is, like, we were using, like, same, like, type of setup with, like, Cubase, which is our digital audio mm. workstation. Back
2: and then it was Cool yeah. Edit Pro for a while.
1: Oh, for a while, yeah. And then um, <laughs> Intact, Sample Tank, all yeah, these came along. Reason, uh... You know those are like the, the break-in things, and you know the beginning of uh, Ev with his uh, sampling abilities, and just like that, th- those albums in particular. If we can go back and re-release them, which I think we were more than allowed to Ev, like you own all those masters. Um, yeah, we
2: composed uh, most of it too.
1: I'm pretty sure all of it is. All right, so we're, we're but I I really think it's something that I. Basically, go back and go to your roots and, and finding, you know, stuff that you you may maybe haven't released yet or maybe it wasn't released on the scale that, you know, you wanted. Because, you know, like maybe how long ago that album came out? 13 years ago? No, 14 years ago.
2: Well, maybe more than even 15. Let's uh, a- call it 13 15. and a half. Hmm? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 13 and a half. 13 and a half. All right. Let's call yeah. it that.
1: 13 and, 13 and a half. Um, I really, uh, I, I think it should definitely get uh, a chance to see the light and breathe again. So I think it's very important that if you have something that got you started and you're really considering, like, for example, when we did that stuff, like, you know, I was 17 and we didn't have like the medium capabilities that we have now. Like now you can literally, if you have something that's original, obviously you don't want to post anything that you've taken or sampled from you go to a muse. It's a music distributing platform. You put your stuff on that, and you just create a page, and they basically take care of distributing to. Was it also internet radio? Was it Pandora? I think so. So it was Pandora, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, and what's the last one? I think those. No, one not
0: more. not fourteen years ago, man. There was no what? Spotify or Apple Music fourteen years. No, ago. no, there
1: wasn't. But that's what I'm saying. Like, for example, <laughs> if if you have stuff that's been sitting in the in like dusted on a shelf somewhere that you've, like, you you released it, you like you have put it out there, but it's not to the extent like now modern day times where you can really like, put something on the web and it can like, take off or you know, you just add something to your portfolio that people can access. It's very important that it's kind of like all in your in your back catalog, and people are aware that it's there.
0: The question is, though, d- d- does an album from 14 years ago that you guys made? Does it? does it hold up
2: does a movie made 50 years ago hold up today
0: sometimes they do sometimes <laughs> they don't that's why i'm asking there you go sometimes right. they
2: do sometimes they don't sometimes right they so do, i'm asking they does they it
0: or does it not
2: <laughs> yeah, you're asking us for this specific one i thought you were yes. saying does it in general no uh, it's no no, called no, no. The... no not does it in general okay does this specific one so let's say this it's called the world's gone mad and it's about the world sinking into badness. And I think it's probably more appropriate time than ever.
1: Yeah. And you know what? All you motherfuckers got free time. So all y'all got to listen to it. <laughs> I, know, I know people have mad free time. Everyone's going to listen to that. Like, you know what? Maybe I'm going to sit down and I'm going to listen to how John sounded 10 years, 15 years ago.
2: That's and- exactly what they're thinking. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, everyone's dying for that, man. Wait, but do you agree or disagree? Do you think that all work that you have online, does it necessarily have to be, like, your best material? Like, do do you feel that way? Like, would you be upset if, like, something leaked from, like, your past that wasn't as good as your modern... Like, for example, if I'm Eminem, right, and, like, some of my... I mean, that's a terrible example because he was like so he's he's just so good all around that it's like yeah but i'm I'm sure if the
0: slim shady lp (laughs) leaked he'd be fucking
1: mortified (laughs) (laughs) he better be i didn't mean that like what about like his infinite stuff or like the stuff he did with ruckus too that shit was fat like (laughs) you know like what if that's uh, the
0: underground
2: shit that he did with scam yeah (laughs) yeah well my opinion (laughs) the way i look at it is uh uh, what 's done is done i 'm really not concerned about the older stuff being leaked or not i'm just really more focused on what 's next but would, would you want you it know? to be out there? Would you want it to be out there uh, That says that I have an interest in it being or not being and i'm really indifferent to it
1: I know like I feel like i would I would probably just i would put it up I would just post it and be like here's especially like now, like for example, like if i 'm having trouble uh, getting stuff out. Like, I'm not saying like, I'm like an established artist and I'm like, I'm like, this is what I do. Like, let's say I'm, I'm out of work. I'm laid off and I do have time to create some music and and I'm taking advantage of that. I've been, I've been working at it. Um, what I'm saying is I would take the opportunity to just maybe release old stuff. Just let people Mm. know that like, this is like stuff that I've done and where I've been and where I've come as far as now. And like, not for nothing, not to say that I feel like I don't have any creativity right now, but the fact that we're not living our normal day to day lives interacting with our friends, our family, our coworkers like th- these are <laughs> all inspirational pieces in your life. you don't even realize it. it's all like backwashed. you, you mean if I were
2: nas, would I release like lost tapes and then and then when I found another pocket, would I release like lost tapes too?
1: yeah, basically, like you have the opportunity to like have something like on back order that. Basically, hasn't really seen the light of day. You're not in that creative mode. You're not, be, you're not able to pump out a full album because you're not around those
2: creative influences that you, you always have. what. That might be happening right now. <laughs> this right here, what we're saying may be in that catalog. And it maybe it will come out in 30 years from now. Imagine. Does that blow your mind?
1: That's fucking crazy.
2: I really hope Indie Cult never gets leaked.
0: i think yo i I think that there is a distinction to be made i think there's a difference between you being a uh, there's a distinction between something old of yours leaking and how you react to that and there's a difference when you put it out intentionally, right? So if something mm-hmm. old of of mine, let's say, for example, were to get leaked, I probably wouldn't be upset that it got leaked. I don't know if I'd be proud of it necessarily, but I don't think I'd be mortified. I'd be like, yeah, okay, I, I made that yeah. when I was young. It's mm-hmm. not as good or maybe it's terrible, but I'm not upset. But then if you go ahead and put it out yourself, I think you are, I mean, I think it gives a different impression.
3: Okay.
1: So if you're
0: putting something out.
1: And again, we're, old, we're talking from the level of, of where we're at. Like not someone who's yeah, yeah. super established. Yeah, make that where you're too, at. I mean, if you, if, you
0: listen, if you listen to the world's gone mad, let's say. Now, are your feelings, this is like a time capsule? Or are your feelings, this is just as good as, as what I'm working on now?
3: Mm.
2: I hope that in every 15-year increment of my life, I will never say that what I was working on 15 years ago is just as good as what I'm working on now.
1: Yeah.
0: And I think that's fair. And I think that's probably right. So your intention on releasing it today would be what? Was it just to tell people like, hey, look at what I was doing 15 years ago or look at how far I've grown or how cute? (laughs) <laughs> yeah how cute what's the purpose that's that's really the question right what's the point what's the reason there might be a good reason but what is it
1: yeah no i agree and these are all very great uh uh points i and you guys have changed you guys have changed my opinion on it and but 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 it's I not about think, changing your opinion mm-hmm. yeah no no, i'm just saying you guys did have changed my opinion about it because i, I understand that but Again, I have a lot of free time right now. I started gardening. (laughs) I started gardening for crying out loud. I'm gardening. Yeah, I started gardening, man. I have a compost pile in my backyard right now.
0: I don't even want
2: to ask what you're growing. Cucumbers. (laughs) You going to share some in this uh, (laughs) three-way situation? (laughs) (laughs) Is this what happens when you get the three of us
1: together? (laughs) Hey, I think I'm gonna step outside right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but 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 Elmo, the, I think the wrong the wrong reason, the wrong reason is to to put it out just because you feel like you want to fill a void. I think that's the wrong reason.
1: I am trying to fill a void. I'm insecure. Can you tell? <laughs> I'll tell you
2: when I feel like I I would consciously. Or, you know make that effort to release it is if at some point i did make a lot and and people were enjoying my work if i thought you know what maybe they'd be interested in hearing something they never heard from me yeah you know yeah, especially like that, from yeah. especially
1: something that's so like like wholesome and like so like true to your your heart of hearts your core of core mm-hmm. Well, think, they yeah. might
2: see they might see elements of what I developed into, right? To say that's you know that's where it started, mm-hmm. or we could see the beginning. But there's really no point in releasing that unless you have uh, a base large enough that's interested in that. You know Absolutely. what's a good place to 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 showcase it is right here on Indie Cult.
1: Absolutely, that's that's, that's why we're that's why we sit here. We're making you know we're making these episodes. We're more than willing to. Hear out some local artists, local acts, local anything. If you wanna, if if it's something that you do that you love, that you make the time for it, indie cult is definitely for you.
2: Maybe I can uh, offer an idea. Um, I will share with indie cult that album. You can handpick any of the th- songs that you think sound good, and uh, we can let. Let people chime in or, or leave a comment on which songs they feel are the uh, the ones of the past.
1: That's a good idea.
2: Yeah, I mean, w- yeah, we can do that. I can. Um,
1: and we can uh, do know, a contest.
0: As as, as, as we... any, oh, that's not a bad idea.
1: We do a contest. Oh. Maybe you could win something. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Elmo, you you handle that. Whatever they win. You yeah, I got.
1: I actually I got that. I, I actually, <laughs>
0: No need to go to the supermarket. We
1: got you covered with cucumbers. Two of those or a few cumber's. (laughs) Uh,
2: We are not soliciting prostitution. Let's be clear.
1: (laughs) No. Oh my god. So yeah, continue, Scoof. My apologies.
0: Um, no, it's okay. So what? What I was saying was, um, there there's many avenues we can take in terms of utilizing this podcast for, um, the world's gone mad. We can just. I mean. So our listeners know already probably that I've been playing your music at the end of every episode.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I can start putting, um, um, fuck, what is it called? Uh, the world's gone mad at mm-hmm. the end, and see if that if if people like it and people say that they want to hear more, or we can even just play it in between the episode and then discuss it and talk about. You know how how you guys have grown since making that. Ah. Oh
1: man, yeah, but so yeah. there's there's
0: multiple avenues we can take, um, in terms of, of of incorporating that into this podcast.
2: Yeah, we'll, absolutely. Uh, we'll pass the album along to you, and, and based on what you hear, I think it's it's a good decision for you to make the best use of it. I mean, I will yeah. say this:
1: I think to the level of also, I don't want to say that. Like to take anything away from our our present stuff that we're doing, but um I do really like the fact that we made it more of a it was more of a play like there was skits like we don't really do that much anymore but there was like legitimate skits like a good late nineties early thousands album that was that that's what the one element I really loved about the the world's gone mad is that we made our own little skits for it.
2: It was a a well themed album, and uh, we held that theme throughout. And it's it's like a mini movie in itself. Yeah, it it follows the path of the world. The world's gone mad.
3: Yeah,
0: send it my way, man. Send it my way. I haven't heard it. Um, I don't think I've heard anything from those early early days, um, except for some stuff from the really 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 really
1: early days. Oh man. So. Yo, I hope that stuff never gets out ever. Oh, you you're, should put it out, just, man. There's a lull
0: right now. You know, music isn't really being put out. You should put it out. It's a good opportunity. You are just trying to
1: convince us. No, no. Now you're absolutely right. I think back at that, I was like, yo, I made a song about drinking f- 500 ounces of beer in a night. Like, I made
2: a- That's
3: right.
1: Well, we, made, we made a song- That's right. To celebrate or to hype us up that we can play on loop. We made a song to, to coax us through drinking 500 ounces of beer. So- I don't know if I want that out there. <laughs> condoning you a lot of illicit—I'm I'm condoning a lot of illicit behavior. Yeah, and I don't
0: think that's the um, impression you want to give with rap music—that it condones any sort of illicit behavior. Good, none. wholesome genre. No, we, it's always been rap none. music, definitely.
1: None. It's—it's—it's it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a gospel. That's none what I've <laughs> learned. It's a gospel and I've become very true to that and I've I've become more in contact with it. Yeah, I think I'm gonna actually there's an application I mean, Ev, I know you tried to teach me piano, but I think I'm gonna try during this quarantine, this lockdown, the one thing I wanna maybe try to pick up again is piano. I see a lot of good apps for tablets. Uh mm-hmm. I might I might check it out. I wanna see what it's about. Maybe I can Put it in perspective for me if it's on a digital medium and not like me trying to emulate it with like my
2: ear. Yeah. That's really difficult to uh to learn to play something by ear. It takes time.
1: Yeah. So at this point, we got a lot of got a lot of spare time. That's one of the things I wanna maybe try to accomplish outside of my gardening, of
2: course. You can't neglect <laughs> yeah. the cucumbers, man. <laughs> We're gonna hold them against you. So
1: wait. <laughs> We didn't get to clarify what I'm
2: growing. <laughs> Not. No, no, no. I don't want to hear it. Cucumbers. <laughs> you, you can't back out now.
1: I'm torn because on one side, I'm torn. I have Ev on one side who wants to know. And <laughs> scoof wants nothing to do with this right now. So <laughs>
4: I don't know what to do.
2: <laughs> Maybe we can uh, meet in the middle and you can say half of, of the word of what you're growing.
4: Yeah, yeah. Do what, what, that. What rhymes
2: with. <laughs> say half of it. <laughs> you know, he'll never know if you don't say the other half.
4: Oh God. Ugh. All right. That
0: sounds fair to me. That sounds fair. Say half of what you're growing.
2: All right. I'm growing some toms. <laughs> oh man, those are good for music too.
1: <laughs> I'm growing. I'm growing some rad. <laughs> like rats? Uh, rad. 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 Rad, I'm growing some. (laughs) I'm growing some care. (laughs) (laughs) And the last thing I'm growing is let. (laughs) (laughs) But which 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 genus or phylum I'm not gonna I'm not gonna divulge. Exactly. uh, We thank you. (laughs) Hey. uh,
0: Hey, um, if you, so if you were growing half a cucumber, what would that be called?
4: <laughs> a, a cucumber? A cum? A cucumber. <laughs> a, a cucumber? <laughs> <laughs> a cucumber? <laughs> a cucumber?
2: <laughs> Sounds like you're saying this, cute cum.
4: Yes.
1: <laughs> These are the times that I do wish we had audio, I mean, uh, video and audio aid. I really do.
2: People may have stopped watching long ago if there was video
0: on us. <laughs> <laughs> be like, yeah, that guy's about to show us his cucumber, turning it off. <laughs> 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 showing, hey, you like, know what? That's more like a baby carrot.
1: Hey, you know what? For every person who follows me back on Instagram or follow, sorry, follows me on Instagram, I will send them a picture of my cucumber.
2: <laughs> While it's growing.
1: Yes, yes, yes. I will send you an elapsed an elapsed video of my cucumber <laughs> growing.
2: <laughs> Be careful you don't lose followers.
1: <laughs> That's J-O-H-N-S-O-U-L. <laughs> That's my handle. It's John Soul. Uh, at the A, what what what's that called again? Is it is is it the handle? What? What's that A called with the circle around it? The at. What's that called? Um, I'm an English major and I forgot about this.
0: I mean, I don't know how how often it shows up in in fucking James Joyce, bro. Um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what? I mean. I mean that's 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 technically a punctuation like thing. I I shouldn't know what that um, is.
0: Yeah, there is a name for it. Fuck. Uh, it's not it's at. Called at. It's, it's called
2: at <laughs> It's called at is it called? <laughs> Hold on. What else would you call it? What is shorter than at?
1: Uh it said it's called the at symbol. Hmm? It's called oh, the it is at is symbol. Called at?
2: Why would why would we make it harder and, and add more syllables?
0: Well well it's like the ampersand, right? Like when you read it you I say and but the symbol is called ampersand, it's not called and
1: Yeah, and it looks like a yeah. guy dragging his ass on the floor.
0: Holy shit, you're right.
1: You've ruined it for me. That's all I can see now. <laughs> I know. I know, I blame college for this.
2: <laughs> yep.
1: No, I just stared at it for a really long time in college in the library and I just lost it one day. Yeah, hold on. Let me <laughs> see. Let me see. Let me see. Just to make sure I'm on Wikipedia, you know, just to on, like just to make sure. Wikipedia. Yeah, making sure that this is this is primo information right now. Or the at symbol. Uh, as yeah, it's called the at symbol. That's it's kind amazing. of depressing. It's kind of depressing.
2: Like, like something extravagant.
1: Well, even the little squiggly thing on top of the n is called a tilde. That's nice. Let's let's
0: l- let's let's change it. Let's call it a spiral. How's that? Spiral.
1: A spay yeah. A spay because it's an A. That's a spiral because you could do it in yes. one motion. Technically. Yeah, it's a spiral. I think I like that. I get call Webster. With that. Yeah, and uh, I mean, Cole, when did the Cole pound- call Miriam call Webster? Oh, and then of course there was a paradigm shift when the the, the pound symbol became the hashtag, and that was. Yeah. RIP uh RIP in 2000 what 8 I would say that's kind of when the
0: when Twitter took the off.
1: pound sign the pound sign kind of kicked it in 2008 2008 and a half I think
0: I think I, I still hear it referred to as pound though like when people on say the phone you know only, enter your pin and the then phone. press pound
1: Yeah on the phone the, the phone is yeah. still holding very true to calling it pound but I'm telling you there'll be a day where it's like uh, para español, presión, hashtag.
2: <laughs> that sounds really wrong. <laughs>
1: well, I think it could in time. <laughs> I could dream.
2: One can only hope not.
1: <laughs> yeah, man, dream uh, big. Uh, anything new down the pipeline for you guys? One or the other?
0: Yeah, I don't know about anything new. Just kind of working on the same stuff that we've been working on. Um, You know, we got a little more time to work on the Western that we're getting ready to shoot. Well, we were getting ready to shoot at the end of April. That's not happening now. By the time this comes out, um, we'll already be in May. Uh, So hopefully we'll we'll have a new date by the time this comes out. But we'll have to wait and see. Day by day, man. One day at a time.
2: Yep. Just reading and writing on my end. Uh, studying. What in
1: particular are you reading right now?
2: Nothing specific. The last thing I, I read was uh, Lovecraft.
1: Lovecraft. HP. Synopsis?
2: Oh, you know. Um, I don't recall the story's name. It's It's the one about... How do I tell you it without spoiling it?
4: Oh, come on. It's one of those. I have to
1: to basically pick it up. It
2: is about, you know, Lovecraft is a master of of isolation. He himself knew isolation his whole life. So it's no surprise that that story is also about isolation. It's a person who, um, well, you know, they wake up. They wake up deep in this uh, castle they have no recollection of how long it's been they just know it's been a very long time and it's about their exploration their attempt to 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 leave this castle and to find other life
1: that sounds awesome
2: you do know what? Of you know No, this one it's it's short it's maybe a, it's like a six page short story
0: no i don't know that one but what i do know is um hp lovecraft uh died poor and penniless, he he didn't find success until after he died. So he would have been yeah. perfect for this podcast.
3: <laughs> Shit! What are you
0: trying to say here?
4: <laughs>
0: I'm trying to say, man. I mean, we're we're about to be as famous
2: as H.P. Lovecraft.
4: Oh my god! Oh, yo. Yeah. I would didn't you, know
3: that either. Would,
2: would you be happy to die poor but know that your your work becomes uh, renowned?
0: No, I'd rather I'd rather sell out and die rich. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey man, I don't know about like what I'm saying now, but I'm also saying that if Disney ever wrote me a check, that I would probably recant what I'm saying right now because
2: <laughs> if uh Disney wrote wrote you a check then it'd be like they owned you after that.
1: Uh I know
2: You'd be
0: scrambling for me to take down the indie cult episodes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you $180,000. I'm just thinking thinking off the internet. And I would just look at you and go, half. (laughs) (laughs) Half? Really? Half?
0: You'd you'd be trying to negotiate, and I'd just look at you and go, half. How? I'm Bernie <laughs> Mac in this situation.
1: How half. Um, I know. I think. I think that you. I think you would more be like, man, 180k. You got a check from Disney. I'm doing this for less than five mil. Like, like so you're I'm
0: saying, half half of whatever they're
1: paying you. <laughs> I saw About this. Half. I saw this documentary on Showtime. It's called Operation Odessa. And it's about how the Colombian cartels in the, during the, I think it was the end of the the cocaine uh, distributing era, like in the uh, 70s and 80s, like it was really cracked down. And these guys uh, from the US, they linked up with the cartels and the cartels basically wanted them at one point because they were like, Basically, they're like gophers for them. So they would basically, like, the if the cartels wanted the new SL500, like, they would send these guys to Germany to buy them and then charter them back to Colombia, and then they would charge these guys a fee for getting them the cars. But anyway, let me not uh, stray off too far. Uh, so basically, these guys, they, um, they go to Russia because the cartels wanted the guy who has connects in Russia to get them fucking... Russian submarine (laughs) so they can distribute cocaine to the U S and like all parts of the world via submarine. And not for nothing, they legitimately almost like got it. Like the, the admiral of the Russian army, especially when the the cold, uh, the Navy, when the cold world was, you know, ended and Soviet union collapsed, they had a lot of military grade tech and, and, you know, legit hardware that they couldn't even like, find people to put behind or fill up with gas. So they're about to get these guys, uh, a, a Russian sub without missiles, because at one point they could have purchased it with the missiles, mind you fucking nuclear bombs, <laughs> which goes to show you how crazy the world is. But anyway, so these guys, they, they broke with deal and it's going to be 35 million for a sub, right? And this guy who's part of the deal, who got these guys from America in touch with the cartels He's one of the middlemen to pick up the money. He picks up ten million dollars in a French airport in two duffel bags, and he just fucking dips. He disappears with ten million dollars, <laughs> <Smart man. laughs> and he goes on the run, bro. So I think that's I think that's the I think that's the right number, like ten mil. That's the roundest number that you could be like. You know what? I could turn around on the rest of my life and just that like. Was,
2: uh... That was the most roundabout way to tell us 10 million is enough.
0: <laughs> I want to start a segment on this podcast called John Soul Describes Documentaries. He's <laughs> seen.
1: What is it like? What's his name? Charlie Murphy on the Chappelle show. <laughs> he would give his Hollywood stories.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> John Soul's documentary stories.
1: D- John Soul's documentary synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but that wasn't good. I thought that was a pretty good, uh, round, you know, explanation of that, uh, a documentary. No,
0: it, w- it was good. I think your, uh, your <laughs> ten-
1: ability to retell
0: it is very entertaining.
1: <laughs> ten, <laughs> 10 million, it sounds like it's enough. <laughs>
0: Do you guys really want to do this or are we just riffing right now?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I can't tell sometimes. No, 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 I'm in it. I'm in it. So I got to watch a documentary a week. It's fine. I watch no, like we don't 15. have to do it every week. We, we could do have it once you a month. Seen,
2: have you seen Honeyland? Whoever hasn't seen Honeyland, don't watch any other documentary until you see it.
1: Why? Wow, What's Honeyland?
2: It's one of the most magnificent uh, documentaries I've caught. All right, so don't Honeyland.
1: even, don't even don't tell me anything about it because that's going to be the next segment. I'm going to watch Honeyland.
2: Wait a
0: second. Is it legitimately good? It's
1: good. It's really good.
0: Okay, so don't watch that one. Watch- yeah. uh... <laughs> 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 This is the one I want. I'm going to assign you one, all right? I- I'm going I'm to commandeer. You can watch Honeyland second, okay? Okay. This is the one I want you to watch. And all again, right. you can't look into this, okay? You just got to watch it.
1: I'm just going to watch it.
0: Yes, you don't have to do this. Um, we, we should Weekly might be too much. I think <laughs> monthly. Is that fair?
1: No, I want to do it weekly. It's only going to take four minutes. You want minutes. to do it weekly? It's going to take four minutes.
0: Okay. All right, so fine. Okay, so next week, I want you to do Grizzly Man. That's the d- documentary I want you to watch.
1: <laughs> I have a feeling it's about the guy who made the bear suit.
2: You have no idea what it's about. <laughs> okay. No, no, and you, you're...
0: You, Listen, man, you gotta be honest with this, though. You can't look into the documentary; you just gotta watch it. It's available don't on Amazon Prime.
1: Cheat. You have am- you have Prime? I have Prime. What 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 kind of uncivilized person do you think I am that I don't have that? Come on, how dare you? I don't know, bro.
0: You're in the fucking garden. You're 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 growing <laughs> carrots. I don't know who the fuck you are anymore. Dude, are both civilized and wild. <laughs> yeah, Un-
1: uncivilized. <laughs> no, literally, like one of my one of my coworkers. He brought up that exact word. He's like, we've. You don't have prime? What are you? <laughs> Civilized? <laughs> oh, man. No, no, all no. Right. All right. So,
0: grisly, I'm gonna Grizzly Man. Oh, write this down. All right. Grizzly Man.
1: I, I got it. I got it.
0: All right. So, ne- next time you're on this podcast, you're going to have watched it and you're well, going to retell it. And I don't want you to over rehearse <laughs> it either. I want okay. you to be natural. Just watch it. How about da- I do notes. you one
1: better? I do you one better. I'll do you one better. Like, How long is it? How long is the documentary? An hour? Half hour? How long is it?
0: Uh, uh, No, it's like an hour and a half maybe. Okay.
1: So an hour and a half before we start the show.
2: Yes. (laughs) Yes. It's like you read my mind. I was waiting for this to happen. I was like, you have to watch it and immediately go into conversation with it. Okay. So
0: that's happening. Oh, this happening. is going to be more than 5 <laughs> minutes, man. This is going to be the half up half the episode.
2: <laughs> yeah. Good job editing. Or maybe I should say good luck editing. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll have to cut 30 minutes
1: down to 4 minutes.
2: <laughs> I mean, look, if they did it for Super8, you can do it.
1: Why don't you? Why don't you fast forward my voice and make me sound like a chipmunk and then slow me down at like really good parts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you'll just end up sounding like you did on the first episode you were on. what happened
2: different sample rates
0: no 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 we we were having issues remember we were having issues with the uh, headphones and uh, he was uh, he was speaking very slowly because he couldn't he was trying to like be in sync with his own voice <laughs> I was trying
1: to alright you know what you can never catch it though All right. look the direct monitoring was fucking me up all right, and might have been a little high. It's neither here nor there, so we can't bring that up. It's it's not Disney. Clear. Turn off
0: Disney. Don't listen to this. <laughs> Disney. Turn it
1: off. <laughs> man, you're gonna sit there and tell me that George Lucas didn't get high as fuck when he wrote Star Wars? Get
0: out of here. George Luke George Lucas doesn't work for Disney, man, and and he didn't write Star Wars for Disney. Disney bought Star Wars like a few years ago.
1: And is he stupid? George Lucas? Yeah. No, he's not stupid. There we go. So it's fine. You know what? Disney might have to deal with me for a little bit. It's fine. It's neither here nor there. I don't even know what the hell you're talking about anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying if if Disney wants to cut me a check, they're going to have to take me exactly for who I am. Exactly like yeah. laws and so all. So they're not going to want to cut you a check. <laughs> What are they what are they cutting you a check for? <laughs> for
2: pre- precisely the reason of who you are.
1: But I'm saying in general, if they were gonna write me a check, they would write me a check because that the values that they hold presently is that everyone's okay. Especially when there's money involved. Look at George Lucas. He's okay because he got paid. He's got mad bread that George, guy. Look,
0: what did George Luke, George Lucas didn't have any controversy surrounding him?
2: He didn't get paid. It would not be okay.
1: No, nah, but but I'm saying he if George Lucas definitely smokes weed. Yes or no? <laughs> I, don't, I know. don't know. I think he definitely I does. Know. I think he does. So why? Well, you don't think that Disney, if they had such high moral code and values, they would be like, we can't buy a uh, uh, a franchise from some guy who smokes weed and does drugs. They wouldn't do that where are you getting you've created this version of george lucas that's a drug addict
2: <laughs> but wait you you're you're you are <laughs> you are trying to spin this into a circle like uh like the uh i forget what we call it the the spat sign
4: the
0: sparrel. <laughs> oh, sp- sparrow. The,
2: the spayroll
1: Sparrow. <laughs> the spat sign <laughs> the spat sign it's actually better <laughs> it's like quick. It's, 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 uh, it, it's zippy. I think we should change it completely. I, I think we should make it just a noise. <laughs> 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 it's
3: it's the, still more syllables.
1: So it could be like, uh, John so, soul. Wait a second, wait a so, so Wait a second. So wait a second. So,
0: hey, listeners, if you guys want to email us, it's spinningrealfilmsgmail.com.
1: Uh, <laughs> Why not?
0: Follow us on Instagram. I
1: like it. Uh, why not? <laughs> Wait, why, why not? Why not? Follow my Twitter handle. It's uh, real John Soul. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, uh
0: hey hey, John Soul. Yay. Hey. <laughs> What's up? Are you
1: uh home right now? <laughs> I'm done. You know what? I'm reading. I'm still reading the book Evan got me. Uh I'm watching Westworld and uh I'm listening to uh Music to Be Murdered By by Eminem. That's what's been playing the speakers. I'm done here. This is I'm done here. We
0: already we we already recommended Music to Be Murdered By though. You can't recommend the same thing again. Uh got to
1: come up with something else. All right, what else is playing in my, in my backyard? I mean, in you, don't my ha- backyard? you don't
0: have to, oh, don't know, have to recommend don't... an album every time. What?
1: All right, I'll recommend a song.
0: Uh, you don't have to rec- I mean, you don't have to recommend music every time.
1: All right, but I like to. Okay, go ahead. All right. <laughs> uh, I like, right now, um, there's a track that Machine Gun Kelly did. It's called Why Are You Here? How the fuck? How the fuck are
0: you going to recommend music to be murdered by and then rec- recommend Machine Gun Kelly?
2: How's that gonna happen? Yeah, how are you gonna because
1: do that? it's it's in the realm of white rapper dumb.
2: Did MGK write that song to himself? No. Uh... <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's actually a really good song. It's like it, it makes me feel like a like a late eighties like rock pop song. That's why I like it. It's not All a right, rap a song. song. It's not a rap song, really. It's more of like, like I mean, Scoof, I, I played it for you. Is that what you could describe it as? Um, it's definitely not straight
0: up a rap song. It right. it seems to be a, a a little bit of a of an amalgam
2: of of a couple of genres. Yeah, Kid Rock was like that. So it was uh, Limp Bizkit.
1: Yeah. Honestly, I think I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna check Limp Bizkit out again. I have a bunch of their stuff saved on my Spotify. It's been a while since I listened to some good Biscuit. You Fred want to everyone to Fred,
2: everyone Eminem crushed?
0: Fred, <laughs> Fred Durst. Fred Durst made a movie starring um, starring uh, John Travolta. It came out uh, last year. It's called really? The Fanatic. Yeah, how was it?
2: Oh wait, that sounds I, familiar. Is it a remake?
0: I don't. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, I don't know how it was though. I didn't. I didn't see it.
1: Mmm. Yeah. Uh Scoof, no no recommendations this week.
0: Okay, this is what I'm going to recommend. I saw this a few weeks ago, but um I'm going to recommend um Richard Jewell by um by Clint Eastwood. Oh,
2: yeah. You saw it. You enjoyed it?
0: Yeah, I saw it. I saw it um a few weeks ago. It was I saw it was available to rent, so I I watched it. It was something I wanted to see. Uh, since it came out, I just never got a chance to go to the theater for it. Um, it was really good, I, I liked it very much. I, li- I liked it a lot. I think Clint Eastwood,
1: um,
2: I think he's a very good director. He is, yeah, definitely. Dude, he, uh, he made he so many movies,
1: bro. It was, a, it was only a matter of time before you knew he was going to be a good director.
2: He's always around I mean, it. He he picked a really tough film to try to sell, though, on that one.
0: Yeah, I mean, to me, it was very it was a very compelling story, and yeah. um. You know the, the movie, the movie makes it very clear that the stance from the beginning is I don't know if you guys are familiar. It's based on a true story. Are you guys familiar yeah. with the story of Richard D- Jewell?
1: No, yes. give me a quick synopsis on him. I'm not so so the
0: story is yeah. So the story is that uh, he's a security guard, and at the at, at this Olympics event, he discovers a bomb with a bag. Uh, so a bomb with a bag, a bag with a bomb in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and he 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 works. He discovers a bomb, and there was a bag inside the bomb. <laughs> oh, it was oh a it man. was a JanSport, Those so you knew you now. knew it was going to survive the explosion. <laughs> so anyway, so he 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 discovers a bomb, and um, he alerts everybody, and he basically like uh, saves a bunch of lives. And then there is this controversy that begins to emerge that maybe he planted the bomb and found mm. it on purpose to be the hero. Mm. So it. the whole thing is about how the police and the media have this preconceived... They, they basically have um, convicted him before even finding the evidence. You know what I mean? Like they they made the... the 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 movie presents it presents that that Richard Jewell definitely didn't plant the bomb, but that the police and the media have already decided that he did it before even investigating. Got you. And it's about yeah. this like witch hunt.
1: They to, already passed judgment on him.
0: They've already passed they judgment to on blame him
2: right away.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense.
0: Um, and and the the reasoning behind it is that you know he fits the profile of someone that would do something like this. He's. He's a loner, he lives with his mother, he, he has aspirations of, of being in law enforcement and being a hero and all that stuff. So they've they kind of built this profile of what a person like him is and they just kind of assumed that he must be the one to do it. And they kind of set out to get him. And that's the story that the, that the movie tells, that this mishandling by the police and the, and the media. Wow. about this guy who really all he did was was save lives.
1: All right. I'm going to definitely check that out. That sounds fucking awesome. That sounds really cool.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting and and you know, it's really frustrating at times too cuz the you can clearly see in and I can't speak to how close to the real story this movie is, but there's and it's a great cast. Um Sam Rockwell is in it, Nice. Uh, Kathy Bates is in it, uh Sam John Rockwell's Hamm is awesome. in it yeah so it's it's a stellar cast it's a stellar movie yeah. um and it's very frustrating too especially when when you see the the fbi doing things that are clearly just not right in the movie and you have this like especially for me i would i would stand up and be like how the fuck can you do yeah. this how can <laughs> you fucking do
1: this <laughs> <laughs> so nah, i'm, I'm going to that recommend
0: out. that clint eastwood's richard jewell that's that's the movie i'm going to recommend
1: dope dope is dope I'm gonna definitely check it out I'm writing it down right now too fire alright guys final thoughts oh yeah so
0: the, the last thing I wanna do is yes. just uh, plug the social media sure so um, on Instagram we are uh, spinning real films <laughs> Spar- <laughs> Spar- <laughs>
4: spiral,
0: spayroll sp- sp- splat what was it <laughs> <laughs> Spayroll. payroll so uh, on Instagram Bat. you can follow us on Instagram you can follow us at Spinning Real Films that's R-E-A-L Spinning Real Films and on Twitter you can follow us at Spinning Real F not films just the letter F um, and if you want to email us you can email us at Spinning Real Films at gmail.com
1: awesome uh mine's john soul it's spelled the way it sounds j-o-h-n-s-o-u-l
2: and you will never find me (laughs) (laughs)
1: well why can't you you play like the dope addicts (laughs) that
0: account's dead man you guys never post from it no
2: that's a good point
1: that's a good point
0: you guys never even posted that you put out an album
1: did we? No, no way. No, you didn't.
2: Oh wow, you didn't. No, you know there wasn't much promotion going on for it, unfortunately. Yeah, we dropped it. So I we, mean,
0: yeah. I, 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 I pimped it a couple times on my Instagram oh, and on yeah, a, bunch
1: of, a, bu- a bunch of people yeah. did. A bunch of people listened to the that that project. It was a lot of fun. It was good. Yeah, it yeah. I mean,
2: a few times, a couple times on the uh, Facebook too.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah,
0: I, uh, I mean, I always pimp your guys' shit
1: awesome
2: Thank that's
0: that's that's,
1: that's that's the way yes uh that's the way this this underground network works everyone uh washes the one hand will wash the other
2: well we are we're all involved right and that that's the important part something we said earlier right collaboration and uh uh mm-hmm. keeping all of us active. We're always we're all always working on something. Absolutely. I mean
0: man, if we don't support each other, no one else is going to. That that, that that's the that's the cruel truth sometimes, you know, like yeah. you don't always get the support where you want to get it. Um so you, you kinda have to you get it from the people in your community and the people people around you who also have similar
2: endeavors and interests. There's uh something to learn from from Necro, you know, the uh the local Brooklyn hip hop artist who does Worldwide tours in Europe, uh, and uh, he, he's built a fan base, and his fan base is who he relies on and who he reaches out to and who he connects with to continue promoting his stuff. Yep,
1: and he's a, he's a cult classic guy. He's got a very sound following, and they, they, they're, very, they're very pure, and they, they, they follow him very diligently.
2: A lot of lecroheads out there engage the fans get them involved in some way uh that's fun for them too maybe
0: and most importantly join the cult
4: the world's gone mad that's wherever we go the world's gone mad we must intoxicate to let go the world's gone mad there's nothing left to glow in a we'll, we'll let, let you know, know. The world's gone mad. That's wherever we go. The world's gone mad. We must intoxicate to let go. The world's gone mad. There's nothing left to glow. Sick, nigga, get us fixed. We'll, we'll let, let you know. The world's fucked up. Raids are in no peace. Raid killing kids. Being molested by priests. The list of disease on over a mile. We live train hostile nose and kid with a smile. A child from Iraq who run up with a gap. Put it to your back. Click, clack, and plow. A roll mother sent. Tsunamis to destroy us, natural disaster. No, she knows what she does. Then there's cancer, but the cheat death to get to her faster. You can pay to turn to a cadaver, a blade to your face. Now I bleed, leak till you're empty. Me, you look like you sat on a sacrificial seat. The clothes filled with roaches and rats, packing gas. It's as ugly as Michelle Branch. We'll leave it at that. It's the reason for all the money getting shoplifted. Heroin syringes hanging from my veins. Sitting in, the world's gone mad. That's wherever we go. The world's gone mad. There's nothing left to glow. Zigbee in a spix, we'll let you know. The world's gone mad. That's wherever we go. The world's gone mad. We must intoxicate to let go. The world's gone mad. There's nothing left to glow. Sick, in a spix, we'll let you know. Where the hell do I live? You can hate, can't forgive. Full of morbid kids that kill. Rather than in depend on blowing enough to get that bread, but in reality, a lot more about them can be said. As long as they quit drugs and quit being thugs, those things can prevent bodies inheriting slugs. Nations leaders are like us, but they ain't villains. All of a sudden it's cool killing innocent civilians. Our heads are dull, we stupid. We close mind give a person power. That force gets unblinded. Shit's a festival of weapons. Fake ones, we once can make it. I can't take it. We no devil shirts, no sign to got it. If you don't hear the murder man, you in a dead
3: end. All those together Man, you got a mad but People's got it twisted It's not just the world's gone
4: bad The only explanation is the world's, gone mad. the world's gone mad The world's gone mad That's wherever we go The world's gone mad We must intoxicate to let go The world's gone mad There's nothing, nothing left, left to glow Sick Nick in a fixed We'll let you know The world's gone mad That's wherever we go The world's gone mad We must intoxicate to let go The world's gone mad There's, There's nothing, nothing left to glow Sick Nick in a fixed We'll let you know